I really enjoyed the internship part one. Oh, thank you. I uh, really did. Did you? Was it what you expected? Did you? Were you surprised by it? I don't know. There were a couple of little gems in there. I think overall, everyone was a lot more positive about the internship than I remember. Okay. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's good. I personally don't know what Adam's talking about because I can assure you listeners that there is nothing but hashtag positive vibes in our office. Hi there everybody, Martin here and welcome to episode 35 of the Startup Diary where in this episode we're going to be finally hearing part two of what our internships were really like and this time we're going to be hearing from boss man extraordinaire himself, Adam. So taking on five new people all at once can't have been easy and you'll be hearing a lot more about that as we get into the show but... The first question that I had to ask was, at what point was it right to look for interns and expand the team? Oh, I should have guessed some of these questions were coming. <laughs> um, this business, like, been super precious over. And I'm generally not a good person to delegate, or I wasn't. I think I'm getting better now. But there becomes a point where the trajectory that I was trying to take as a business required me to do one of two things. Leave my wife and just work 24 hours a day and run myself into the floor or try and bring some talent on the team that's going to help me grow. I think as soon as you understand that you can't do everything, even though I'm very egocentric and I believe that I can, that's just a fact, there needed to be some extra people with some extra talents in the company to actually help us grow. So we got to a point where it was me, Ignacy, Sarah, my wife, Alison, my mum, and we were all working long hours. But on top of that, there were certain skills in the company that I knew I needed to learn. But it just became like, do I go and do more client work and bring some revenue in? Do I learn these skills and just kind of go to ground and not do anything outbound for two or three months? At that point in time, you just kind of say, actually, we need some more help here. Right. And it's scary, like super scary in terms of you've got to bring the right people in. I'm not, I don't want to tread foot on your questions. If I, if I do say something. No, 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 you can go. The kind of key challenges were one, how do you, go through a process where you learn if someone's a, if someone's a good fit in the first place and that's that was a really tough sort of exercise for me because to do an internship to start with I'd never done an internship I didn't know we'd get any take up on an internship um, but in the culture startup world I did some reading about it and thought the pros and the cons did you write the uh, description for the internship so I wrote the description for the internship and I also so what I actually did <laughs> So I knew the sort of roles that I wanted to get. There was yeah. there was a sales and marketing role, there was a social media role, there was a business admin, and there was a general admin role. So there were the four key sort of things that I needed help with. The majority of those, I, the aim was to bring someone in, teach them what I know, and then they progress and do better than me. So what I did, I just went through all the job sites and just copy and pasted <laughs> like everyone else's. And I just took the best bits and just butchered them all up, the bits that sounded good. And yeah. then I just remember like putting all like copied and pasted bits in the center and tweaking it to something that was more relevant to what we did and then just put in a nice start and a nice end. Did you put more buzzwords in or less? Because now I know you, I know you're a big fan of the buzzword here and there. Uh, I think I went, I think I went buzzword mad. So what you saw was actually probably a condensed version. Because um, I found it bookmarked recently. Oh, did you? So I, I reread re oh, them more it? recently. Yeah, yeah. And you were just like, buzzword, buzzword. Yeah. It was my first time I'd ever wrote anything like that, to be honest. Um, and to be honest, most of them came through, copied and pasted that were very buzzword heavy and I just presumed well, that's what they did so I guess it worked yeah so I'd best do it as well um good artist copy great artist steal and all that to answer your question a bit more directly I knew that I needed to bring more talent onto the team when there was not an, there were no more hours in the day and it was going to be more of a sacrifice to the business mm. if I tried to do everything myself okay that makes sense so Adam was looking for talent 
and don't worry, he found it, at least in his head of creative. So next up is the selection process, how many people he interviewed, and what kind of people he was personally looking for in order to fill up the team. So you've touched on it a little bit, but let's, let's talk about the, uh, the team selection process. Me specifically? Well, this is the thing. So Yeah, so yeah. I'll cover that off is we had an early investor who's very, very experienced in terms of HR and management. Um, so what we actually did is I put the job postings up and then everyone that applied, basically I just pinged across uh, to this gent and I asked him to just filter round one because I just presumed that he'd know from CVs and emails and phone calls very quickly who should be a good fit and who not. Looking back on it, I don't know if I'd do the same again, but uh, so my process was he filtered through people round one and he actually interviewed round one for me. And this was purely because, and it kind of shows how busy we were back then, is I couldn't free up two, three hours, a couple of times a week to do this. And um big lesson now is that actually, if you listen to last Friday's podcast, is what I'm now leaning to do is put more time and energy back into the team mm-hmm. um, because it, that was what worked early on. But that's a side note. So round one, he interviewed. Round two was a bit more formal. We asked for some presentations and bits like that so that's when i sat into those so i believe it went from 55 or something numbers sound familiar but around 50 55 round one down to about 13 i want to say round two 13 16 something like that round two and then we ended up with five that we took on how did you get to those five was it was it that our presentations were better or was there just something about (laughs) oh So it's actually really interesting. I mean, I've shared the notes from those. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think yours were, what was it? Mad scientist. Mad scientist. Difficult to manage. Difficult to manage, but could be great for creative. Zany. Zany, was Zany I think, was well. the word that was used. Yeah. It fits quite well. It does. It was perfect. Um, so in terms of those five, it, it kind of just came down to the fact that if I didn't offer them a role or offer them a place on the internship, am I going to be missing out? So originally we kind of said, I think we only said there was going to be four spaces. So we made it into five because mm-hmm. we thought we found five superstars. And the one thing that I've learned is if you find A-class talent is hold on to it with their life, just hold on. And in my eyes, I thought the five people that came in were A-class talent and it was those people that I wanted to bring in. I thought one would be a good fit with me and two, because I'd obviously met everyone, I could see things working well together with a team. Certain characteristics and bits like that that just seemed to think actually this team as a whole could work together. And it's it's kind of an odd one because when you're hiring, normally it's kind of like for one role into a company, in my opinion, um, later stage. But this was kind of like there were four people that have been working on this for 8, 10, 12, 16 hours a day and we're bringing five completely fresh people in yeah. at the same time. It was a real big worry for me to actually have like a them and us attitude um, in terms of, oh, we've been here for two years. You guys are new, just listen and do sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that's how we kind of got it down. Like I just thought these people were good and I would regret having to say no to any one of them. You mentioned it a little bit there as well, but what were you, what were you personally looking for in that, in those interviews? Was it knowledge or was it sort of the template of a person that they were moldable or that they had a certain attitude? What were you really looking for? Okay. Really good question. And it's going to be really difficult for me to answer, but it's sort of the same thing as what I look for with Ignacy. So I met. 30, 35 people before Ignacy said no to every single one of them, even though I desperately needed a CTO. Kind of the key thing for me is one, do I like them? Two, can I trust them? And three, what sort of caliber of person are they? 
I think regarding of where we were in a business, there was no real specific role and need. As you know, like we changed things yeah, yeah, of course. every week, every month. And those three key things for me was like, can I bring them into the business, uh, give them the keys, give them the company credit card and just trust that the company is going to keep running fine and no one's going to disappear. Um, so that was a huge thing for me. And with everyone that started, I thought, yeah, like them. Yes, I can trust them. And then the third thing was during the presentations, it wasn't the fact that, so we gave you some some stuff that you needed to give a presentation on. And I didn't really care what the content was. It was one, how did you deliver it? And then two, how did you think about it? Just from being at school and A-levels and bits like that, the one thing that I always got taught is it doesn't matter whether you get right or wrong answer, it's how you get to the answer. Yeah, it's the method of it. Exactly. Um, so one thing I was really looking for is sort of the thought thought process behind what we what we put on the table. And then the people, like every single person that's in this room now, asked great questions about what we did and didn't just answer what we asked. Right, right. So it's not a fact of just sitting there and saying, um, uh, what's, what's this, what's that, what's this? And then you just reply and everyone came back with intelligent questions back so it wasn't sort of like a nodding dog sort of situation. exactly yeah it's a sort of lateral thinking and not just not just trying to tick the box which i which i appreciated we all got asked a similar question when it was our turn so it only seemed fair to ask adam the same sort of question which was about how he felt after the first week or rather in his case the first day ah so it wasn't even after week one. It was like lunchtime day one. Yeah, go for it. That I just remember thinking like, I can't fucking manage people. <laughs> okay. It's just one of these things like everyone that had come in, Ignacio was different. And I don't know why it felt different. Maybe it's because it was just a one-to-one relationship. Previously, it had just been family. And that's a completely different dynamic. Completely. And then when you guys come in, you're on a four-week internship. It's like this weird dynamic of showing that this is a work culture that I want you to work for long-term challenging you guys enough that you understand it's not going to be boring day to day, but also not scaring the shit out of you because I know what I'm like as a person and that having that balance was really tough. And I gave up on that completely after week one. I thought you've just got to see me just for me because I don't want to give you this false impression of what me managing you guys is going to be like for four weeks saying, Hey, here's your job. And by the way, I'm actually a dick. Like, <laughs> um, like that's what was going through my head at the time. So, um, I just, the key thing for me was just learning how to manage and I'm still learning to be honest. Like I'm still learning how to try and bring the best out of people and, and move them forward in their careers and, and bits like that. But the scariest thing for me after day one, three hours in was just self doubt. I think it's cause it's a new level of the business. I think it's sort of like when it's just you, great. When it's Ignacy, it was a more one-to-one thing. We worked a lot closer and we dedicated a lot of time to a specific project. Um, and because we were working one-to-one, we could always talk about how we were getting on. Family, just family, weird dynamic, completely different. But when you're putting five people in a room that are fresh and you're trying to get them to buy into the vision and also allocate enough time to each one of them to keep them on the right path and, and show them this is a great place to work. And as well as the flip side... I'm evaluating every single comment every single day in terms of, is this someone that I want to give a job to at the end? Mm-hmm. Self-doubt kicked in and then week two, week three, a lot of pressure kicked in. And there were some weird things that happened during the internship. I mean, like 40. I mean, he you came couldn't, in. You could have predicted that. No, I couldn't have predicted that. He wanted to do a sales role. We put him on the phone for three hours and he discovered very quickly he truly detested mm. sales. And actually, if you take it a step back, something else interesting happened with him during his application is he's the one person that forced me to give him an answer quicker because he had another job opportunity. Has he told you this? Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's right. So he did his interview 
his round two interview and he thought he was going to get out to that day, but we still had 10, 12 people to see that week. He was like first in. Did that, he goes, cheers, Matthew. Thanks very much for your time. Great presentation, blah, blah, blah. Um, we'll be in touch later this week. And he just sat there. He wouldn't move. Like we'd stood up and done the whole ready for the handshake. <laughs> and he just sat there and he's like, this week? I was like, yeah, so we've still got 10, 12 different candidates to go through. This is round two, blah, blah, blah. And he just looked the most stressed I'd ever seen. Well, even though you know him now? Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was uh, similar. Like, okay. Seriously, the worst you've seen him was like that. And uh, he just he just didn't believe that it was later in the week. And I said, what's the matter? He said, well, I've been offered another job. It was doing some hotel, hotel concierge yeah. thing. And he told me, I said, I said, we can't give you an answer now. It's just unfair. I says, but trust me, I will get you an answer as soon as I physically can. And we actually were going to make him wait till like Wednesday, Thursday. But I think I called him the next morning and told him because he just looked like a ball of nerves as he walked through the room. But yeah, it's a good start. And to be honest, that comes back to the fact that I didn't want to let go of a talent. Yeah, it showed he cared as yeah, well. Yeah, really like wanted. I didn't want him to go and take the other job because I thought he'd be a great fit in the team. And like all the way through the internship, some fun things happened, and then we've learnt, um, and everyone's shown their, their kind of true colours in those four weeks. Um, everyone started off very rigid in the first week. I think it's because like new people out of uni, first jobs for some people, it's no one really knows how to react. And I think as soon as everyone understood after week one, you just got to be yourself. Even me, everyone just week two for me was the best. It's just everyone kind of settled in. We understood this is going to be a challenge. Things are going to change daily. And then as soon as we understood that dynamic, I thought this is a, I'm really proud of this team, to be honest. Um, and we are where we are today. And don't get me wrong. Two of those people are no longer with us, which I'm sure we'll cover off. Uh, it wasn't a good fit for one person um, for what they wanted to do in their career. And the other person just wasn't a good fit for our company, which I'm sure we'll cover that off in a future episode. Mm-hmm. But I'm so like happy that I around the office with the team we've got today. So overall, I think it's been really positive. Just going back a second as well, when you mentioned the, the dynamic after the first day, mm-hmm. was that because you just moved to the office as well? Did you feel that moving location and being in that being having a base this, for the first time was... Yeah, really, really good question. So we came into this office. So you guys started the internship as we moved into an office. So I'd worked from home for the first year and a bit. Ignacy's always worked remotely in London because that's where he, we, he moved job and wasn't going to move house. So me and the wife worked from home. Mother worked from home, Ignacy worked from London. Then we moved to a, an office temporarily for a few days a week in Litchfield just to get the team under one roof. But this was like a massive like formalization. Yeah. And it was weird, to be honest, because we're like a startup. And this was like us saying, it's like setting your table out. It's kind of like, this is who we are. This is where we're based. And then I love our office. It's a good space, mm. um, good location. And when you come into the office, and it's actually, wow, this is it's getting a bit more formal now. It, like you said, change of scenery, change of environment. It, it was all a lot of change at one time, but we got through it. With all of that covered, it was time to ask the killer question that I'm sure that most of our listeners are used to hearing by now, which is... If you could go back, what would you do differently? If I could go back, what would I do differently? I think I'd still go through the same process. I think an internship overall allowed you to look into what we do, allowed us to look into how you'd fit as a team. Yeah. In terms of like structure of the program, I don't know. So what we tried to do early on is like cycle people through different roles. And I think that's a bit of a unique situation. So I'm not sure how this will help many people. But if you're bringing people in and there's a lot of things to do as a company, and what we actually look for is more personality and the ability to, to learn, like the eagerness to learn and the ability to kind of think laterally and how to get from A to B. So I would do all that the same again. Um, but I'm not sure how many people are going to be in that position where you can just kind of high five people and then work out where they fit. Moving forward, are we going to do it again? Yes. 
purely because if it worked the last time, why shouldn't it work this time? The key thing that I'll do differently now is I won't get that that guy involved who helped me, our early investor. Why not? Purely because, not because it was a bad, bad job, because it worked really well, but from where I'm sat now is he's relatively detached from the company in terms of his day-to-day involvement. Mm-hmm. And back then, he knew all the key players. There was only four of us. He knew us all very well. And I think in those round one interviews, he would, did a fantastic job of working out who would fit with the existing team. But because he's never sat in the office for a day, we have a we have a really strong work culture. We have a, a great environment that we work in, but there is a specific type of person that will and won't fit in this culture. And I think unless you know this dynamic, you can't hire for it. So I think I'm one as part of my commitment to do more of the HR and help development of the team. I'll do round one and round two. Okay. Um, rather than him sitting in round one and two, what I'll do is I'll do round one and then round two, I'll get you guys involved because these people are going to be working extremely closely with you. There'll be for specific roles, whether it's data, creative websites, whatever it is. And then we need to make sure that we feel like they're a good fit for your part of the team. Okay. So that's kind of what I'll do. And we've actually got someone, we opened up an internship. We didn't really promote it because we didn't really know what we were going to be doing. So we've had a few people wanting to be interested. It was kind of a half hearted effort to be honest, because we just didn't know what stage we're going to be at the business, but we've got someone that wants to come and join the company for four weeks before they go back to uni. And the reason, the only reason we're doing it, it can be a distraction unless you do it formally and there's a specific role to fill it can be a distraction but this person shows some talent you met them um it could mm-hmm. be really interesting and i think what i'm trying to do is we're probably not going to be in a position to hire another four five six people for i don't know february march time next year but the, the lesson that i learned is getting people into the funnel quicker starting having relationships with people connecting with people, networking and trying to foster some people that are a good fit. So when we do need to hire, it's not a scramble and then post everywhere and yeah. rush through everything. So in summary, I'd do it again. I enjoyed it. I'll do it. I'll lead it myself next time. I've enjoyed it and we've got a great team. To round it all off, after talking about how our internship turned out, I asked Adam to share some knowledge for all the CEOs and managers out there that might be setting up internships for their own companies. So if I had to give someone some advice regarding internships or hiring generally, I think this applies to both just from my lesson. So if you're an early CEO, um, founder, and you're hiring people, I feel like this will help. If you're further than me, then ignore me. One, be really selective when you're hiring. When you're inviting these people, especially to an early stage company, hiring the smartest person is one thing. Making sure they're a good fit for you and the rest of the team is super important. You can't bring someone in that's going to act like an explosive and just tear other people and other other roles apart they need to be a good culture fit yeah. and i don't feel like you can train culture fit you get a good feeling early on on that note when you bring them into the company commit to them don't put someone into a an office and expect them to get by and get on on their own it's going to be a new environment it's going to be relatively scary especially if it's their first time role give them the support that they need and having said that is as soon as you feel like they're not a good fit for the team get rid of them quickly the mistake that I made is holding on to someone trying to find work for them to do when I knew very, very early on that that person was not a good fit for the team. In their role, I feel like they could have delivered fantastic value for the company. Mm -hmm. But as a team member, I feel like they're more detracting from the team rather than adding to the team. So don't hold on to people for the sake of holding on to them. Get rid of them nice and fast because especially in the stage company we are, every single person matters and the company culture. If you guys don't enjoy coming to work, you're gonna the whole team's gonna suffer. Yeah. Positive vibes. <laughs> so, I'm gonna add a t shirt for you. Sounds like a plan. So hire 
make sure when you're hiring, take the time to find the right people for one, the ability and two, the culture. Secondly, give them all the support they need to succeed in the role. If you're not going to help them succeed in the role, then don't hire them in the first place. But if you feel like they're not a good fit, fire them nice and fast and replace them. Okay, good. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. cool. So you've been treated to a bit of a longer episode here, guys, but I really hope you've enjoyed this week's show. As always, thank you very much for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time on The Startup Diary.